for a little bit, I guess, and just hope those things don't make it through the door. Yeah, okay, what's the next option? Well, okay, we could see what's what's out through this way, maybe find another tunnel. No, no then, more tunnels. Then, I don't know, we try our luck up top. Okay, um, just to be clear, so our options are die here, die in the tunnels, or die in the streets. Is that yeah, pretty much? Pretty much is summing up. Hey guys, welcome back to Spooky Tuesday, a weekly podcast where we're breaking down all of our favorite slashers, thrillers, monster movies, and black comedies on the new scariest day of the week. I'm Sydney Thompson. I'm Monica Height. I'm Chelsea Duff. And today we are joined by a very special guest. We have Lauren Ogle. Did I say it right? From Keep It Weird with us today. We're really excited. Lauren, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. Hello. First of all, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on Spooky Tuesday. Um, I'm Lauren. I also have a podcast called Keep It Weird that I like to record sometimes with my good old buddy, Ashley Cassidy, and we just <laughs> launched our seventh season. So oh, go so check rad. it out if you want to. Um, yeah. And besides that, I am a mom. I'm a preschool teacher and I sing in a band. So I sort of don't make any sense is what I like to tell people. Um, cool. Sounds I like, like you're a multi-talented Renaissance woman. I don't know. You do all the cool things. I do. What is that saying when you do everything but master of none? It is a little bit of that, but jack of all trades, but master of none. Jack of all trades, but master of none. But I, I have fun doing it, so <laughs> that's all that counts. Um, Your life's a variety uh, show. That's great. I know for sure. But I just, yeah, I have to try and not mix up the, you know, ghost stories and the, the true crime into the preschool <laughs> curriculum. So I have to just, you know, keep that in check. I but... think little kids love to learn about aliens and horrific things. It's so yeah, important they that they to get learn it in early. early. Yeah. Agreed. Yes. So they can turn out like us. Perfectly, yes. perfectly normal, well-balanced women. Mm-hmm. That's right. Who can do it all. Exactly. Um, and that's actually <laughs> funny because I have an almost four-year-old son and my husband, bless him, is basically Mr. Rogers reincarnated. Like he's just a sweet, oh, wholesome, Disney loving man. And then Sweater he's for collection? some, basically, yeah. I mean, he does have some good <laughs> incredible. And he, he's just like too good for this world. And somehow he ended up with me, but I kept hoping that my son would either be this perfect blend or kind of go to the spooky side. But sadly he, he's turning out like his dad and is scared of everything. So speaking, (laughs) he's a normie. So speaking of trying to teach them young, I have tried and I have failed, but you know what? I I haven't given up yet. He's only four. You've got time. Don't worry. (laughs) I believe in you. If anyone can, it's you. (laughs) I hope so. I really hope so. So we'll see. But yeah, that's me. And I love, I love horror movies and I like talking about them and joking about them. So that's why I'm obsessed with you guys. I'm happy to be here. Well, Keep It Weird is one of my favorite podcasts. So I'm very excited to have you on today. Um, But also I think that because we've had you on the pod, 
you've awoken something in my home um because you guys do ghost shit on your podcast yeah and I just had a little spooky experience right before we started the zoom um I was sitting here in the chair like ready I was like gotta gotta make sure my makeup's perfect for Lauren and then all of a sudden I could hear like trucks passing really loud and I'm home alone right now. I have like uh, my boyfriend and my roommate usually are here. No, just me and BB the dog. Um, and I walked down the stairs and my front door was wide open. Um, and I don't know how or why. And so I just cleared the house with this pair of pink scissors. I don't know where they are now. Um, and was screaming like, if you're in here, I'll fucking kill you. Um, and that's what I did moments before we started recording. Anyway, the house Lord. has been cleared, though. Good. Okay, good. You cleared it. You had the scissors, but mm-hmm. my goodness, has it never blown open before your door? That is the is second of... time it's happened in two weeks. <laughs> Ooh, oh, so it's a new, a new entity yeah, has come into entity. your home. Also, my, uh, oh. my ring light has been turning on on its own and also only in the last two weeks. So I need you guys to fly out to LA, do an investigation. Oh <laughs> it's yeah. the puppets. It's the puppets in your basement for sure. No, okay. You here's have the puppets thing. in your basement. Yeah, and oh, yeah. nobody knows how they got there. Okay, well, you're you're asking for it. But yeah, there's these puppets in the basement. The listeners know about this. I texted my old neighbor. I was like, "Hey, you left all these puppets in our basement when you moved." Um, and she was like, "Monica, I've never seen that shit in my life. That's horrible." And so I left them there. I never touched them. But you guys are actually right because they're doing massive like construction on my basement because we have foundational damage um and i don't know where the box of puppets is it's See, not oh, there in the it's corner been disturbed. i just oh, no. I, this. Oh, oh god man. i'm gonna fucking die Tail as all this time when you wow. do the construction yeah they're gonna they're coming for you they're not feeling good wow i'm gonna wow. text the, the head of construction right now and be like hey there's like a box of puppets like any clue where those went off to <laughs> Could you like send those puppets back please thank you i need to keep wow track. I guess Monica will no longer be with us at some point in the very near future. So, um, oh guys, God. we will be looking to fill a spot as Isn't third podcast. podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you, uh, if you and Ashley have uh, more free time and want to guest while I'm uh, dead, just uh, let us know. <laughs> when you have vanished without a trace or are six feet under, I will hop in. Don't worry. I will cover. Thank it's you totally so fine. much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh. Uh, okay, but we're not doing a ghost investigation today, though I'm glad we've set the groundwork. Um, we're actually celebrating my birthday, um, in case you didn't know, Lauren. What? Today? <laughs> it's, it's not today, but it's it'll be like episode. four days after this episode airs. Um, Happy birthday. Thank you. I'm turning 30, and so I get to choose whatever I want, and it's been a long-standing joke on the pod that I am dying to do cloverfield on the podcast and so i get to do what i want on my birthday it's my birthday so we're doing cloverfield the 2008 instant classic um Mm -hmm. if you haven't heard of it what's wrong with you but this is the little imdb log line just so you can you know ease yourself in a group of friends ventured deep into the streets of new york on a rescue mission during a rampaging monster attack yeah (laughs) that's right rescue mission yeah all right yeah yeah i mean they are yeah it is it turns (laughs) out to be that but um i i've seen this movie a few times before i love it so much but i know some of y'all hadn't ever seen it before so 
first reactions, thoughts, feelings? Ooh, who hadn't seen it? We haven't. <gasps> oh my yeah, God, what did you think? Okay, no, I, I'm so curious. So I thought, so I'd seen 10 Cloverfield Lane. And so I was uh -huh. getting them very confused. And I was like, is this the <laughs> one with the dad from Roseanne? It was not. <laughs> but it is the one with the hot guy from As Above, So Below, briefly. Oh, yes. 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 I immediately clocked that. I was him. like, ooh, hot guy. Another found footage classic. I was going to say one of my favorites, but also one that made me sleep with a nightlight on for so long after I watched it. It really creeped uh -huh. me out. Oh, but no, yes. Yes. That's, That's one of my favorite movies ever. This movie, I will admit, made me motion sick. Yeah. <gasps> it made a lot of people oh, motion sick. I got my warning I am a little bitch. Like I can't ride in the backseat of a car without wanting to die. Yeah. Um, and this movie, I was like, oh my God. And I'm trying to work and like watch it and work and watch it's it. And I'm lot. like going back and forth and it's moving. And I was just like, shouldn't have been reading. <laughs> yeah, right. Never read while imagine you're driving watching or watching that. Cloverfield. You can't. Can you imagine watching Cloverfield with subtitles on? Chelsea, I know you always do That's that. That's what did I you did. Watch it with subtitles That's on. Did you, I did did you throw up? No, I have a really strong constitution, actually. Oh, um, good, good, good. I can't hear without my subtitles. My okay. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I it was helpful, too. I think there's there's so many, like, crumbling building sounds and such going on that I think there were a few moments where the subtitles were really clutch. Um, but I, I just, like, usually I like to take notes, Lauren. Um but I felt with the I found footage movie, the right approach was just like lights off, computer screen closed, just watching, letting it play at me. No pauses, except yes. one time to get up and get water. Um, yeah. And I thought that that was the the right strategy. Yeah. It really helped immerse me in the film. Mm -hmm. It was definitely really fun for a first watch through. Um, I didn't yeah. get a chance to do it a second time, but I went back and I watched certain moments just to be like, is this what I saw? Is this what happened? Um, totally. And I, I mean... It was it was fun. It helped that it was like eighty minutes total. Um, five oh, minutes. Very it's short. It's, short. it's yeah. the perfect. Even film. shorter than a tight ninety. Yeah. It is really it's so short. Um, user friendly in that yes. way. Yeah. And like the first twenty minutes is just a party scene. Uh -huh. They're just hanging out. Like it's just a party. I scene. love it though. <laughs> yeah, I love the what, party scene. Me too. I mean, that's what the reason I love this movie so much is because. One, I talk for years about what they did with the monster. We'll get there. But, mm -hmm. like, I think it's, like, a really compelling emotional story. And I choked up at the end. Oh, <laughs> I, I love that moved. for you. <laughs> no, well, What did you think, Lauren? <laughs> okay, yeah, I hadn't watched it in a long time. Um, I saw it in theaters when it came out, like, 2008, right? So mm -hmm. I was... Yeah, 2008. Like, 18, 19, 19? Um, I remember seeing it in theaters and I was like, I have to see this because maybe we're going to talk about this, but the marketing for it was so genius and they yes, sort of left us not knowing what was going on. And so I was like, I have to see this because I loved both horror and big action movies and you could tell it was going to be a little of both. So I was so excited. I saw it twice in theaters. 
But what's hilarious about that is the motion sickness thing is I got super sick the first time. I didn't have to run out of the theater like some of the stories I saw on Reddit, but I, I was feeling a little queasy. And then I went back a second time. It was way worse for some reason the second time. So <laughs> I don't know why I did that, but I just liked it that much. I wanted to see it and see if I could catch more details. And then I probably watched it once like streaming with Ashley, my partner, because she, we were talking over wine. And again, this is something we'll say later. I don't want to spoil it, but she was like, well, and you saw that one thing that happens at the very end of the movie at Coney Island. And I was like, pardon. So we had to rewatch that already something I didn't notice. Okay. Okay. See, (laughs) we'll get, so we had to watch it. We had to watch that together. And then this was the other time. So four times total, but what I learned is when I've watched it on a TV rather than a movie theater screen, I don't get queasy. I'm definitely annoyed at how much it's moving sometimes, but I I could survive. And I still loved it. I think it holds up. I really liked it. Except for DJ Miller. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the part that does not hold up at all. (laughs) Thank God you don't have to look at his face really at all. You see him less than you see the monster. Ideal. I forgot. I forgot that you never see him. I was like, oh, no, this is going to be awkward. Oh, yeah. He's just back there. What sucks is I love his voice. I wish I didn't, but it's, I hate the person like the voice. I, that's going to be my, my I didn't know back then. I say that all the time. Yeah. Don't you hear that on the streets? (laughs) Yeah. That's what what all the youths are saying nowadays. Right. I feel super bad because like all of y'all, well, except Chelsea, we're, experiencing nausea watching this movie and i was so fucking mean in 2008 when i saw this movie in theaters about people who experience nausea i was like what dumb little bitches can't see a fucking movie um and i'm so sorry because now i've met people that i really like and they've experienced a bad apologize. time and i'm so sorry that that apologize right now I you are so fucking, rude this is what we meant about the all. confrontations lauren i, can't I know fucking relate Gosh, at i come here i get attacked for, for my tummy <laughs> listen well, i have some tummy thing. issues i go on a boat i go on a boat and i'm fine you hear that okay well that's how i knew i was gonna be fine well, you would, oh, you an ex- <laughs> boats are fine for, for me i can get on a that's- boat not be seasick cars ugh. this Ooh, movie ugh. what about that one ride at universal studios where your legs go like this and the screen's going like that yeah that doesn't bother me either Harry what? Potter. I had to sit down for 15 minutes. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about the Harry Potter ride? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. As that ride is amazing. So like don't get it twisted. It is one of the most well done rides in the world. But but same. I got off the ride and my husband was like, let's immediately go back on again. And I was like, so I'm gonna go throw up in that trash can. But like, I have a concussion. Go. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm I'm well. has been Harry Potter world, around. So it's it's something that happens to all of us one time in our life. Common theme. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. For me, I'm I'm a big found footage girly. Um, as evidenced by I how I watched this movie yesterday and then I watched three more found footage movies immediately yes. afterwards. This was the best of them, by the way. Pop um, off queen. But do like what do you guys feel about found footage? I feel like it has to be really done well for it to be like worthwhile. And I for me this was it, but obviously not for everyone. <laughs> Found footage is one of my favorites as well. I I mean, Blair Witch changed my life and they were obviously like the oh, first to yeah. do it. And they were so different from Cloverfield in that it was so subtle and terrifying. 
um, and perfect in every way. But I thought mm-hmm. Cloverfield was so genius the way they did it and actually thought the special effects looked so good for trying to make it handheld, but also like, yeah. hey, here's some alien creatures. I thought it was really well done, but I know I gravitate towards found footage, even the ones that have now been made in kind of the new like Zoom era as we're doing mm-hmm. right now. Have you seen some of the ones where they're online? Yeah. And like, I actually Chelsea think those are I so creepy. As a loved unfriended, the first unfriended. I know, me too. And I get made fun of for it. Listen, I know like there's parts no, of it that like are trash, it. but it's so good. I watched I, Unfriended on my computer. And so it was extra scary. That's the way to do like, it. Wow. Yeah. You're probably it's, like, do I need to close to my me. browser? <laughs> really authentic stuff. Um, but yeah, I like found footage. Um, I don't know that I've seen a found footage movie where I was like, this should have just been normal. Um, I think so far they they are always doing like something fun with it. Mm-hmm. Could they have done something like a little more elegant with it sometimes? For sure. Um, because I think when you do found footage, it's a really hard balance of like, how much do I show that feels reasonable to have captured on film versus totally. um, feels like a little cheating to be like, come on, you even got this moment. Like, but the problem is you want to, sh- you want your audience to see things. Obviously you want them to know what's going on. Um, It's a hard balance to strike, but I thought this movie did a, a pretty good job. Okay. I, no, well, I, to- I What I thought about this movie was that putting the camera in HUD's hands for 97% of it was a genius decision story-wise because so yes. I felt like he was exactly the character that would be like no we have to keep filming and preserve this for the apocalypse like yes. our experience is so important we're deaf gonna get out and everyone's gonna know what I had was doing on this day and I'm gonna have the video to show them like I thought that totally. really made sense totally. <laughs> well and also because he just glommed on so quickly to the idea of being the documentarian at the party like he was jazzed mm-hmm. he was like okay yeah I'm gonna like, do I this have a and- purpose this is great yeah wow thank you for a job to do instead of terrorizing marlena the whole time oh my Um, gosh poor thing but he still tried um so i think it made sense that like he was kind of like just like psychologically like holding on to the job that he had before things went to shit and and so that made sense to me too yeah i do think they (laughs) helped it make sense because i I feel like there's only, I can't even think of which one it is. So the sentence is pointless, but one of the paranormal activity movies, if you guys are into those, we I haven't done I any would, yet, actually. Oh, they can be cheesy, but I think they're so fun. But most okay, of no, them do a good job so of like good. it's security cameras and things that make sense. But yeah, I think yeah. it was the, th- no, not the third. I don't know. Maybe the second or the third movie. Again, I can't remember which one. There is one where the cameras make no sense and it was a little like, you're stretching but that's really the only time I've thought that and let me also clarify I got over it real quick even though I was like you wouldn't have had a camera in this room for any reason Mm. it was scary and demonic enough that I still was hiding behind my blanket and loved it but yeah yeah I think sometimes if you have um a device that like works well enough it doesn't matter if it really makes sense like in this movie to me it doesn't really make sense why it would keep skipping between the April 27th day and the May 22nd day unless HUD is sitting there fast forwarding a little bit on the tape before he continues to record mm-hmm. um but I like the splice together footage enough and the story that that tells enough to be like well whatever who cares yeah, we'll maybe he it. hit a button 
he is being thrust around and smashed into <laughs> shit. So I what think he that's was believable. Doing. Yeah, sure. he obviously is an amateur. But yeah, I th- something I thought was really interesting when I was researching this movie, and and I guess this will be a good starting pivot into the marketing. But before that, um, the director Matt Reeves, um, when he was first like conceptualizing this, the v- VFX people were like, "We need to film this on a Steadicam." So we can do the effects that we want to do. And then we'll add the shake later. And Matt Reeves was like, hell fucking no. Our viewers are smarter than that. That's going to look yeah. like shit. <laughs> right. And yeah. like, it's not going to be believable at all. And so that's why it's such a hellish experience for y'all. Um, because yep. they, they really did it. And apparently TJ Miller filmed like a third of this movie. Like actually it was that. him. I can't believe he yeah. actually did it. That amazed me. But I, I like that's that. Why. I'm so curious. Sorry to interrupt. Um, I'm so curious how, like, if, if there was any collaboration on that front. Like, did T.J. Miller get with, like, the cinematographer and the director or whatever and be like, well, here's how T.J. would film. And they're like, okay, but here's how we need you to shoot it. Like, I want to sure know what went into, direction. like... Yeah, and like the moments that he wasn't filming, was it just the moments where he wasn't saying anything? Or was he, like, perched on the cinematographer's shoulder basically like piping things in like I'm so I would love to know more about like the making of it and the behind the scenes how they put it together in that way same because I bet I I'm now thinking back to the movie of I wonder if his scenes that he filmed were ones that didn't have to focus too much on special effects or things where yeah. they would ne- absolutely need somebody on his shoulder being like and now I wonder if it was you know anytime they were hiding away in a corner or actually I'm at sure the, the party, party scenes and, yeah, yeah mostly the party and then like yeah there's a few moments where they're just alone and people and kind of switching around I could see that being authentic but yeah otherwise yeah. like get to the alien scene on your own come on then they're no, all I feel ones like you gotta get the angle just right to show that mm-hmm. crotch shot of the alien. Like, come on, you <laughs> would never get that right. <laughs> they definitely gave TJ Miller some free reign for sure at the party, at least, because um one of the reasons that they cast him per IMDb trivia, at least, was because he was a comedian and he does improv and they wanted him to just like ad-lib a little in those scenes so that the testimonials that he were he was getting from the other characters were more like authentic because obviously the script was written but he's kind of still like bouncing off of them a little bit to try and like make it feel in the moment um so I think I think a little bit he did that the whole time that was kind of just like what his gig was but I'm I'm sure you know some of it you have to really nail down ahead of time totally totally well, okay, we brought up the marketing a little bit. I definitely want to talk about that before we get too into the meat and potatoes of the movie. Because it's, again, another found footage movie that fucking slays it and did a really cool marketing thing. But um, yep. what I thought was really weird was, like, how the trailer went, like, how, how it came to pass. Because basically, J.J. Abrams is the producer of this movie, but he was super hands-on. Like, he was in Japan. He saw a bunch of good Godzilla shit. And he was like, I should make an American Godzilla movie. Uh, it's a great <laughs> idea. Um, but he got Paramount to buy the film without doing a press release on it, which was a big deal because JJ was all over the town in the aughts, the early aughts, you know, like he was a very popular guy. And apparently they got, they were given a movie, like a trailer spot before the very first Transformers movie, a coveted spot. And they're like, believe that. <laughs> it's so 
funny. That okay, that movie did slap. I was uh, Oh no, I loved it. I'm saying I can't I believe they were like, slapping. here, yeah, throw your trailer in. It's like you know nothing. That is amazing. Seriously. And and they didn't have the movie like at all. Like they had like part of it written. It was totally not put together at all. And so they just came, basically like filmed this stuff and they knew that it had to have the Statue of Liberty head yeah. in it. And and so it was just this tiny trailer and it didn't even have the name of the movie. And it sparked this crazy like fascination with everyone who saw it because they were like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> like, the speculation was insane. It made it so much more fun. <laughs> like that was the hype. That's why I had to see it in theaters twice. <laughs> yeah, I, see, I'm trying to remember. I have a notoriously shitty memory. Very bad. Same. But I have this memory of being like, front row in a movie theater and I was with Aline my one of my best friends and she like went to the bathroom during the trailers and I was alone and I was really close to the front of the movie theater and this trailer played and I'm pretty sure it was the Cloverfield trailer and like I'm remembering it as that but I could be wrong and it scared the fucking shit out of me and I was terrified as all hell it would make sense if I was seeing Transformers with Aline also, now that I think about it. So now I'm convinced it was, the, <laughs> it was the Cloverfield trailer. And I was the most scared I've ever been in a movie theater. And I was dead set on seeing it after that. Because I was way too close to the screen. Terrifying. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, and they, they did so much really interesting, like tiny stuff leading up to this movie. That was like really great for creating hype. But also kind of was a letdown to some of the fans when the movie actually came out because they created like crazy lore like did anybody else read about this like they had these little wet they had a myspace profile i was gonna say i saw that they created myspace profiles every character and they are so detailed and amazing with photos and bios and everything it is so genius because people were starting to question like i mean this isn't this isn't real so like what what's happening it was so good yeah there is a ton of stuff that they did for like even really tiny little background characters too. Like there's one moment at the party oh, yeah. where you see a girl like passed out on the couch. Um, and apparently she is part of, she's one half of a couple that had like a bunch of video blogs and stuff on a website. Um, and then one of them, they mentioned like, Oh, Lily's throwing this party. We're going to later. She's like wearing the same outfit. Like, had planned it in advance or whatever. So they had like 12 vlogs that they'd done for this couple. I'm not even sure that the other half of the couple made it into the final cut. Like, I think they're just wandering around the party at some point and you see one of them pass out. That's literally all of you get of them in the film. But they built out the backstories so much just so to crazy. try and be like, these are real people. You're going to watch their real story. Right. Yeah. And there's this whole thing and there's more info now because they have the subsequent Cloverfield movies and I've only seen 10 Cloverfield Lane. I haven't seen Paradox. And if, so if we could avoid spoiling it for me, that would be awesome. <laughs> but if we have to, I'll close my ears and I'll close my eyes. Um, But yeah, like there's apparently like this, there was this mention of this company that starts with a T and I don't remember what it's called, but it's like a Japanese company oh, and right. they are somehow like partly behind how this monster is created so there's some sort of thing that i saw and there's a bunch of references in the um in our our show notes if you want to see this stuff too but there was like a, an article for, for like a missing person and it was like 
a brother being like my my brother worked for this company and then no one's heard from him and the CIA was calling me and to get information but I didn't have any and so then they won't tell me anything now and I just want to find my brother but I just know he was working for this company and blah 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 and it's like tiny little shit like that and so people like thought this was going to be this like sci-fi epic which it totally is in its own right but it doesn't give you fucking anything it's not about that it's not about the world and that's why it's it's like great to expand the universe with these sequels or whatever um but yeah it's so it's so bizarre that they they just were like psych we're not gonna do anything with that actually everything we just told you about forget it just enjoy this little 85 minute running around film in Um, my head building in my head this is like a prequel to pacific rim Uh i was just talking about pacific rim with somebody yesterday i love pacific rim 10 out of 10 one of my favorite movies it is but i was like monster that comes from the ocean check weird creepy like thing uh apparently the monster is a juvenile Mm -hmm. and it's like this monster or that monster the monster clover monster in cloverfield yeah Yeah. clover the monster is a baby little infants who's just looking for his mother or sibling (laughs) like he just got startled he was woken up from his nap Okay, and through mm-hmm. a tantrum. And honestly, we have all been there. Yep, that's right. Really relatable. Really relatable stuff. Super relatable. So <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, that's the marketing pretty much. But like the meat and potatoes of the movie, we already talked about how this movie starts with um, a, a party scene. But uh, well. at the center of this movie is a love story. And we almost did this movie for Romance Month back in February yeah. because it's pretty compelling. I told you I cried and I have <laughs> uh... <laughs> But yeah, it starts out with this like cute little home video of the main character. I, if I only knew anyone's Robin name. Robin Beth. Oh yeah, oh, good old yeah. Robin Beth having a romantic Robin weekend Beth. in her parents' awesome New York apartment. Yeah, it is an awesome apartment. I know it is. I was like, I would kill to live there. Um, That scene was so romantic. It was. And we'll get into this later. But I don't love the romance further on in the movie. But we're going to save it because you had emotions. (laughs) And I don't want to immediately kick you down. Classic man, though. (laughs) It's so. Well, okay. I think it's a stupid, uh, like, love story because they're, they're. That friends forever you find out later on and then they have sex and this video is from the morning after and they have this romantic date and then fast forward one month later we're at this party for uh rob going away and it's just and he finds out that he's moving to japan so mm-hmm. why did what what about her feelings <laughs> but what about her you must stay also that's such a fun tie-in back to the marketing though he's moving to japan and he is supposedly working for that company is that it? we can't oh, pronounce and like the t1 and then also slusho which i don't know if you guys saw yeah, in the background there's a that. soda called slusho that this japanese company supposedly makes and there were so many fake ads for Slusho that came out during the marketing for this movie, which was very smart. But I think he's 
gonna do something for slusho if you like really are paying attention to the details By which i was not, of japanese but... marketing maybe oh so, so i thought that was like a fun callback yeah, i was I... like yeah going to japan but I need to watch it again and look out for Slusho because I saw all the Slusho stuff and I was like, cool, I miss this 100%. Um, but it kind of reminds me they're doing something a little bit similar for Bo is Afraid. Um, the new Ari Aster A24 movie that comes out later mm-hmm. this year. They're in the trailer. There's all of this uh, like logo stuff for some company. It's on like everything that Joaquin Phoenix has. And there's like a instagram account for that um brand and stuff and i haven't done any research since two months ago when i found out about this so maybe there's more stuff but anyway we love a little tie-in yes <laughs> that is so fun it's great yeah well he's gonna be the king of slush show that's good for him <laughs> at what he said it cost? over for a great job what okay but beth our man, who we all love from As Above, So Below, or if anyone watches Superstore, he's on that. Oh, <laughs> he's yeah. on Drop Dead Diva, Fred the Angel. Oh my Shout gosh, out. it was Fred the Angel. Oh, That's a good oh, show. I'm so happy you brought that up. I feel like I was the only <laughs> one who watched that show. I would tell people about Drop Dead Diva and they're like, I've never even heard of that. No, it's well, fun. <laughs> don't know good television. I also have never even heard of that, but I love well, you guys for you know having this moment. Fun. He was also on Silicon Valley, so that is the tie-in with T.J. Miller, oh, which again I know ooh, struggle bus uh, for him, but he was also on that show. But I, I love him. He was such a small part in this movie, but I, I felt so bad for him because he, I feel like was just a pawn in this. Love don't story. feel bad for him. Yeah. IMDb trivia said he left the party, drove home to his house in Weehawken, and remained there for the rest of the film. Yes, oh, he so was great. safe. He's great. He survived. He was totally Thank safe. God. I just didn't know if he thought Beth was a <laughs> love with him and how misled he was in this situation that's why I well that, even if he did i think I... he'll get over it He's he won got the time yeah. he survived <laughs> <laughs> so that's fine wow what a move also maybe that's her cousin i mean we don't know that's true i don't yeah. think he would be that i don't think that rob Classic would be that mad cousin about to make your ex jealous Oh my God! Yeah, like, They're just like say you're twenty-seven. My <laughs> oh my God! But yeah, I okay. Th- their whole thing is so messy, but I still was compelled. Whatever. Sorry. One thing I do have to say: if we find out later on that this love story isn't going to pan out anyway, but Lily and Jason never would have made it. They that was some toxic shit. That shit was Damn. so toxic. That Jason is the brother, and Lily is the girlfriend of the brother and uh-huh. they but she a, thinks really... of rob like a brother herself i know like, she she's super sister. sweet but jason, i feel like she's saying that and jason was like off. what yeah and it's not a bad dude he yeah i did not like his vibe and she threw the whole party together to the point that even when rob first walked in and they all yelled surprise he was like i know this was lily because he's like my bullshit brother never would have done this for me and he had one job and he gave it to hud (laughs) truly he passed it off yeah lily was a sweet angel and then offered to go with rob you know on the hunts during the movie it's like she just she was too good for him but sorry to jason also, I, I just have to R. say I. this. Jason. Yeah. Played by Jessica Lucas. She's the girly from The Covenant. Chelsea mm-hmm. and Sydney. Oh, yeah. She's the girly. Yeah. We love her. Did you remember her as being from Cloverfield who they when we did no The Covenant? They give no personality to in The Covenant. 
Yeah, I was glad to see her have more to do. What did you say? This time around. Um, I was wondering, I feel like, did you bring up that she was in Cloverfield when we did the covenant? I feel like you must have mentioned it. Well, if I did, I forgot because I was shocked (laughs) minutes ago when I looked it up on IMDb. (laughs) Where'd you come from? But I I love a movie that gives you like a long lead up. Wait, hold on one second. Is my internet being weird? You are getting it's not now, but it was a moment glitchy, ago. but yeah, it hasn't been yeah, this whole time. I, I just saw myself like phase it out and I was like, oh, mm. okay. All right. Hopefully it's okay now. Um. Anyway, I, I love a movie that has a like long lead in before the action starts because it kind of makes you all the more anxious. Um, If you know what you're getting into, think about if you had gone to see Cloverfield and you didn't know what you were getting into. Oh. Yes. What a thought. You would be I feel barfing like with the and posters, you'd be so though. scared. <laughs> you'd be barfing Ugh. so much. You thought it was a rom-com. <laughs> the posters show a, literally a beheaded Statue of Liberty. I feel I like know. that's got to give you some idea. I thought it was a theater. metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Our love can for love in the New York City. In the Big Apple. Our I love can behead like, the Statue of, of Liberty. I was forgetting what the movie was about, to be honest, though. So it is funny that, like, I saw those posters. I saw the trailers. I knew I was in for an epic. But then the moment I'm pulled into that party, I was like, so what's going to happen? And then suddenly something explodes in the background. And I think I flew out of my Mm -hmm. seat. But, yeah, they did great. For a moment there, you're just like the human element. Wow. All these relationships. I know. It's actually funny that you guys keep saying we love a long lead in because it is long and it's all we needed to be honest. But one of my like biggest gripes with it, watching it now, which I think it's because now I'm so addicted to reality TV and I was not when I was 18 and saw this movie. I wanted more scandal when I was watching it this time around I was like I thought way more happened before the first explosion I need to know like where did Beth go I need a phone call I wanted a little bit more drama so I can't lie forgot it was this dramatic I was like Hud you literal piece of shit you're gonna go tell everyone they fucked the oh my god you are a terrible friend oh my okay. god but also I, I would that, do that <laughs> No, no, Sydney, no. I needed that though because they seemed so coupley to me in the April 27th video that I thought for sure that I must have like missed the dates or something and that had been from a year earlier when they were in a serious relationship and now they're Mm -hmm. broken up and she's bringing her new boyfriend to say goodbye. Um, I, I very much needed the clarification and needed them to really hammer it home as he told, um, 48 different people. So, no, I do (laughs) think that's true to show people like nobody knew about this. We needed to be in on that secret. Cause I, yeah, I wondered if, had they been together, was this just a thing? Were they having an affair? Like, I didn't know. I think the reason that they seem so couple is because they have been best friends for so long. So it's just like, they were just waiting for it to happen. Had one tear, oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when it when it finally starts to go down, it's so good. It's just like the earthquake out of nowhere that you hear a weird fucking animal like kind of sound. It was actually just like that sound. Weirdly, that enough. was, was actually that the most perfect impression. An incredible I've impression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm thinking of getting into voiceover work, so it really <laughs> support at this time. Just send that in as your reel. Like you don't need to add anything else. That's your reel. Yeah. Denise, please send me uh, the full video clip. Uh, I will. Don't worry. <laughs> 
but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Just as soon as they introduced the monster, I was just so impressed by the way that they integrate the camera into everything, like filming the, the, everyone looking at the TV to find out what the fuck happened. Like everybody would go up to the roof to try to figure out what's going on. Not a great yeah. idea in the midst of an earthquake. Actually, I mean, when you're building that high, what's going to happen? You go to the ground, you'll get smashed by a building. You go up top, yeah. you're on the top of the building when it smashes down. I feel like down. you can win. But yeah. I didn't think about uh, the 9-11 of it all. We always bring up 9-11 yeah. as Americans. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that would um, be the first thing. Everyone was, all these articles were like, and the first thing they were probably thinking about was terrorism and 9-11. But it's actually a giant <laughs> alien guy. Alien creature. Well, yeah. even when they're like running up the stairwell at some point, someone is like, do you think it's a terrorist attack? Like, yeah. it's very evident like in the characters minds um not just in you as the audience although I mean I didn't see this when I was younger and like thank god I didn't see it when I was younger but when I was older maybe around the 20th anniversary or whatever I started to see the footage people had like filmed in their apartments on 9-11 um when they were like realizing something was happening and like it's definitely the same vibes that they captured where it's just like, what's going on? Like you can tell it is something huge and you don't know what, and it's so hard to even like conceptualize what it could be. Yeah, totally. I think that makes the buy-in even more believable because like they, all these people just went through nine 11, like seven years before. Right. So they've seen all the footage. They've seen how it was helpful to have that footage to find out what went on. So I think that would make them even more prone to try to document it because the like the city had gone through trauma so recently. That's yeah. very true. They wanted to try and capture it the way other people had. But yeah, there's there's some shots that I, I thought the same thing, Chelsea, because I feel like as some of the footage has come out now of 9-11, people are watching from their apartment windows and you look like, in some just see the buildings fall and it's so oh. it's so disturbing and crazy and you can't believe they were just witnessing that normally and there are a couple of shots where the ways the building fall feel fall feels very much like those those shots that we saw in the oh. footage so I just I feel like they were trying to parallel it a little bit and they knew that this was still a fresh fear and they they capitalized in a great way it worked I was terrified but it's wild. Yeah. Like when the controversial question. Uh oh. <laughs> Do we think that the people of 9 11 thought that it was an alien attack? <laughs> the way that these people thought it was a terrorist attack? I'm sure attack? some people, I'm sure some people did. <laughs> I probably would have gone there first before the right? reality. I feel like yeah. in my brain would be like, aliens, it's aliens. What else could it be? <laughs> yeah. Right. I could see that. And I could see myself believing that. <laughs> Absolutely. We're all pro prone to that sort of mm -hmm. type of thinking. It's, it's always I mean, aliens. we're a specific subset of the population we're that is prime. prone to go, is it an alien? I it's think, yeah. Aliens. yeah. Especially after one of the episodes of Keep It Weird that I listened to was, I think, um, Ashley and her husband talking about alien stuff. Uh -huh. um, and it was scary and fascinating after there were those like reports a few years ago of like, an aerial what is it what do they call it in Phenomena? nope a uav yeah. um or something it like just that changed yeah um where it was like UAP? our laws of physics meant that something shouldn't have been able to drop and move the way that yeah. things we had um, observed had dropped and moved yeah i don't know crazy crazy stuff out there guys um True. world bigger than us for sure <laughs> um but 
I don't know. This movie is is wild because I mean, earthquake. You know, that's never your first assumption when you're in New York. I I think. Um, although they had an earthquake in like 2011 in more the DC area. Um, if you guys will recall, because it was like the day that I, I was flying to move into college, oh. but I was on the plane. <laughs> um, okay, I was like, I don't re- recall that. Sorry, I yeah, didn't, I didn't have either. the size of a graph for New York area. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, they even if it was just an earthquake and we as Californians or people who lived in California, at least for a while, I'll kind of know how to behave in such a thing. Like you're taught in schools what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but people in New York, I imagine, would not have that knowledge. They're just like trying to figure things out. And they're like, where's a high point where we can go to observe things? Oh, no, now we're seeing more things blow up. Um, yeah. This, I mean... I don't know. I I thought it was so interesting to see the way that the characters were immediately trying to like problem solve to some degree. The way shit was immediately hitting the fan. They were like, do we try and get out of Manhattan? Do we try to go to Midtown? Like, what do we do? Where can we go? They're on an island. You know what I mean? Which is yeah. one of the really interesting parts about setting it in Manhattan. Have yeah. you guys seen Escape from New York? Yes. No, but apparently there were you lots should. of like parallels. Yeah, here. so many you nods should. to that, which was great. Totally. Yeah. I need to watch it again. Like watching it, I was like, oh, Escape from New York next. But then I watched yes. three found footage movies instead. <laughs> no, that's fine too. Uh, whatever. Um, yeah. Oh God. When you see the projectiles coming towards them, I mean, it's just so moment after moment. So terrifying. When the fucking head of the Statue of Liberty flies down the mm-hmm. goddamn street. I mean, lucky it's for so... for hud to be on the street with all the action honestly <laughs> capturing it well and if you notice everybody has like their digital cameras and is filming it and that's part of the reason that i enjoyed watching it and seeing that it still holds up because we are always called out you know the newer generations are like oh you put everything on tiktok you're recording everything on your phone but people forget that in 2007 2008 in the age of MySpace and all of that and digital cameras and then posting your entire album of going out and getting drunk in college on Facebook in the early days of that. It's Uh like, that's when it was born. And now we're just way worse because it's easier in the palm of our hand. But I I love that it was showing that and trying to showcase it a little bit of like, oh, you know, the old YouTube just started up and all these kids are going to upload their videos from their digital camera. And it was kind of a commentary on that as well of like, we nothing can just be we all have to get the photo get the video and upload it as soon as we can to make it a spectacle so yeah no totally but also they showed some really cool cell phones because we don't get fun designs like that anymore in cell phone world yes it was like i miss the old phones (laughs) (laughs) bring back the motorola razor yeah i was gonna Mm. say i had a razor and then i had a crazer which was like the smaller one and i miss them i miss them a lot (laughs) they were great i still have my razor i could never t9 It, it is complicated like you could never go back to t9 or you could never figure it out at the time i could never do it i was like mm-hmm. eh. but so i just, just press the button gibberish. like i like that's where all the, um, all the I, acronyms and stuff came from because of t9 and everybody was like i'm not typing all this out that's gonna take forever G. <laughs> i wasn't allowed to have text messaging until like 10th grade and everybody would be like i keep trying to text you and i'm like bitch that does not go through my phone my parents know you better. have to aim me <laughs> and then yes, by the time me. i like got my phone i had like 
the knockoff blackberry so i had a full mm. keyboard phone full keyboard oh my god get a little palm pilot no oh. it it like it it was like a black square with like keys it was on singular and the rolly so. ball and you had bbm girl i know no, that, that was blackberry it was blackberry oh, what did you say what did you have? She had a, a blueberry. <laughs> she had a blueberry. It was a total Ah, knockoff. yes, the blueberry. She, the blueberry. she had the raspberry. It might have had a stylus, like a Palm Pilot. I, don't know. <laughs> I love That's it. That's so funny. But yeah, I, I love that they also show like how each character is like going through something so different as as they're reacting to this. Because like poor fucking Lizzie Kaplan. Oh Wait, can I just God. say? Oh. I was gonna say I love her. I love her so much. I'm obsessed with her and everything that she's done. And that was actually funny watching it back as forgetting that, you know, she's not like the biggest part in the movie. Because to me, I'm like, she is a star. Yes. But yeah, I mean, she is. (laughs) She is. But yeah, she was done dirty. I did feel so bad for her. But she I felt like she was always trying to be slightly rational. And even HUD, as annoying as he is, was trying to be more rational. And I do have to say, I know the love story is special. And I don't want to shit on the love yeah. of Rob and Beth, but I was so annoyed that after Rob's sweet brother, Jason, I don't know if that's too spoilery to say you can no, no, cut it out good. or not. Please. Um, after he was gone, it felt like Lily, his girlfriend was, you know, really upset and reacting in a normal way. But Rob was so immediately like, well, where's Beth? My brother was cool and all, but I need to go find this girl. And, like, just, it just <laughs> right. seemed like he did not give a shit about his brother and only wanted to get to Beth. And that is when I started to get annoyed with their love story of like, really, oh, was Coney Island that great? I don't know if I'm into you guys. I yeah. kind of, okay. I mean, spoilers for... Um, we're in it. I, we're in it now. Yeah, we're in it. Jason also, died. Also, it came out in 2008, so just see it, please. Yeah. <laughs> it, to me, was so classic male behavior to be like, oh, in an emergency, of course I will do anything for you. I will travel through monster-ridden Manhattan to get to Midtown to get to you. I will walk up and back down 40 flights, 40 flights of stairs. Um, But no, I will not call you after we slept together because it would be right. too uncomfortable to have this conversation about how I'm leaving. I'm simply just going to ghost. And now I'm going to feel so bad about it now that we're all dying that I'm going to go way too far trying to compensate. There's something about the end of the world that really puts things in perspective i am so sure that's true i'm so sure that's true what if you had called four weeks ago yeah no Mm. fair i agree with you (laughs) and that's why men are garbage amen it's like the what drove me crazy is he's like well i'm going to japan what was i supposed to do but like we see in the video of them at the end like she knows he's going to japan she said something in that Ferris wheel video about him going to Japan. It's not news to her. Right. If they had wanted to collaborate on this issue, they could have, but he cut her out of the conversation. He did. He didn't allow her to have a say at all. And we just said, uh, I'm leaving. And this is what it is. It. And she was clearly upset about it. And that's why little old Travis came to the party with her. And, and then he, he was mad her. that she brought her cousin Travis. Cause I've decided now. Um, I love that. He's cousin <laughs> Travis from here on out. That was your little bit of scandal in the beginning, though, because after they talk privately in the hall and then she comes back in to leave with Travis, he's like, good luck with her tonight. Good luck, has Travis. Kind of, like mean, dirty, rude, bad attitude, little retort for him. I know. Boo. Boo. Um, Ridiculous. I, 
I know we moved past Jason's death, but I liked it a lot. So I just want to yeah. say that. Circle back. I did too. It was a good circle one. Back. Uh, at first, I was like really impressed by the speed and agility with which the National Guard responded to this crisis. I was like, wow, they have a plan. They're walking everyone across the bridge. I mean, that's kind of your only option because you're on an <laughs> island. Um, But I just love um, it has to be this way. We're because the movie is about the people in this movie um that, that that tentacle arm goes right down just right onto jason like specifically onto jason yeah okay it's so annoying and thank you for saying that because my husband he had seen it way back in the day and then this was only his second viewing he sat down and watched it with me uh-huh. even though he didn't plan on it he can just so easily get sucked into movies he was walking by and then just sat like with his laundry it has you in like that yeah <laughs> i know which i was like see it's a good movie um but after jason's death which was very clearly a death so thank you for uh-huh. saying that maybe like yes. 10 minutes later when they were all talking about him being gone he's like well let's not jump to conclusions we don't know if jason's girly dead. pop like, honey <laughs> do we the way that tentacle slammed on the bridge like he he gone it went directly like he was standing up higher so you saw it hit him physically like he Mm -hmm. he's it's over he's out of that which it was a very cool shot again i loved that and it was surprising and it was exciting and yeah it was good yeah sorry jason sorry jason i will okay rob is an idiot but it was smart for him to get a phone though i thought he was just looting for fun but it was I was like, let's not be like that. He got a battery. He got he grabbed like a bunch of them. Yeah, he was. Yeah, his battery was dying on his phone. Yep, that was good. And I thought that was a cool scene too, because um, obviously I think that it is always fun and silly when people loot TVs in an emergency. Um, Mm -hmm. because I feel like absolutely shoot your shot. Um, it's an emergency. Things are going to be covered by insurance. Like you know, (laughs) whatever. We're all gonna Um, die. Who cares? If you're going to die, why not do it with a giant flat screen? Um, but I I just liked that scene too because we got like more of the exposition exposition with the news on TV. We got like more of the character moments a little bit. Um, yeah. I thought in those moments where they were like resting a little, um, really were the moments that allowed you to have like a better idea of like what are these people actually about and like what their deal is. Um, yeah. and I I. I thought it was great every time that they would just do like something different than out on the street too, and still show you how everything is affected. Like when they went into um, the bodega at first yeah, yeah. Um, and then you saw like the cloud of like dust and debris, like uh-huh. subsume the whole street. Like I thought that was a great shot. I thought that was really oh, cool. That, that was, was another really moment cool. where I was like, if they survive the monster, they all have lung cancer from the asbestos. I yeah. The a lot of things like- were blowing in yeah it was, was very bad and poor marlena oh, she was right in the midst of it and then she everybody's was, she already looks like a ghost and she turns around and she's like it was eating people oh what oh, was that about by the, the way pure terror she saw it eat somebody i guess well we That's- see at the end that like it it chomps on head a little but doesn't seem to eat him and so i'm i'm Frozen wondering it was it just like a shock response like did she see it was it eating people I or eating did people. She, it's just like chomping a little bit because you know it's you know how like it's like sharks i don't know if with their she mouths. had enough time to know for sure but she was like it got it picked up a guy and it went munch munch he's gone now he's he's dead 
Even yeah, a to me, it felt like she really saw something. Like just the way the look on her face, yeah. the way she came back in, it felt like she really saw something. I do agree. The monster kind of picked up HUD and swung it around, threw him back. But I, I think the way she came back to the group, like you don't know what I've just been through. I think she saw it consuming. consuming I think you people. walked right down that street. <laughs> she yep. saw it go. I'm walking here. Pick up a pedestrian. I'm walking it above its here. mouth. Drop it in its mouth. Precisely. Just a delicacy. Those people. <laughs> oh yeah, poor Lizzie Kaplan. I feel like that can be the theme of this episode because that well, was awful. And then poor Lizzie she Kaplan gets the also, worst fight. Yes, and she didn't even know what movie she was signing on for as an actress. They told oh, her yes. it was like a rom com when she auditioned. She had no idea what she was auditioning for when she went in for the audition. They were just like, read this random script that is sort of in the vein of what we're looking for. And she read it, and then they were like, yep, you got it. She didn't know what she was entering into, which is fascinating. I love it. Which is kind of fun if you're if it's a pleasant surprise to you um but she was like this was a lot more physical of a role than I anticipated taking and in the future I don't think I will be accepting roles that I don't know anything about um because she was just like I like Lost so this must be pretty good because the writer wrote on Lost and Elias (laughs) <laughs> I mean, she, I, they must have like talked more about the party scenes and stuff too. Um, and then you know she has to beat off giant spider things, creatures, whacking things with a bat, beat off. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, I that was nobody awful. would have taken it there but you. Um, <laughs> nobody else is thinking that. <laughs> Well, I really liked when they got forced into the subway. Talk about using mm-hmm. New York as a character, unlike Scream. Uh... <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Oh, I was like, man, should we just like talk for an hour after this episode about Scream? But oh, yeah, also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Afterwards, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We just did um, our Scream episode and we were like, not enough New York, but this had quite enough of New York. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, no, I love that too. Just using the city and like the subways go underground and they actually, it's like not a bad idea and they're kind of on the yeah. right path and then lo and behold, little and then spider the demons. down there. The rat, yeah, oh, just, just all of always? it. And then, the night vision on the camera, I thought that that was really brilliant use of the camera at that I point. So of like too. Using the canonical tools that the characters have at their expense, um, and was really cool for the audience too. To like, okay, we have the flashlight on here. We can turn on. We can start with that. We see the rats, and then camera using the night vision to like see the spiders like slowly start creeping in. It was so good when they like emerged from the darkness. Well, and I, I usually, Ashley and I both on the podcast all the time shit on CGI and how we love practical effects, but this was a use of CGI that I actually thought looked so good, especially when you're doing found footage and especially when it's 2007, when they were making this movie and I would have totally forgiven them if the quality had been crap. But again, that was a time my husband turned to me and was like, wow, that's actually, that looks pretty good. Like, I believe that these spiders are jumping on them right now. And I- I agree. I thought it looked yeah, They tried to use puppets. They did try to do practical they, effects. At least in they that gave scene. it the attempt. And I can also respect that. Apparently, the puppets looked pretty goofy. Um, exactly. And did not allow yeah. for the movement that they needed. Um, but the rats were real. Well, IMDb trivia said that those rats were the best in the biz. Those oh. are the Pirates of the Caribbean rats. I don't know what that means because I don't remember rats in Pirates of the Caribbean, so but I'm sure there was one. That they were... I'm, no, sure I'm sure there are. Just I don't... chilling. 
But yeah, I mean, these were, it literally says, quote, best rats in the business. So. Well, also, New York City will have the best rats in the biz because they just they thrive there, town. you know? They drag mm-hmm. pieces of pizza into the subway. They, they're just doing it all. Always watch the rats. Follow the rats. If the rats are running away, you should run away too. Yeah. Like the rats are hardcore. They are afraid They were of freaking no out. And I was like, no, you guys need to start running and Absolutely. follow those rats immediately. Yep. Those rats know what the deal is. They yeah. have animal instinct. We learned that in Titanic. They told us, follow the, they oh, follow, yeah. the I, I part, yes. follow the rats. I love those. I know. Oh but my then, God. Yeah, poor Lizzie. Well, I love those she things are fucking fleas on the monster. That's what they are. They're fleas. They're, I thought they were babies. I've always thought they were babies or oh something. They had some weird thing where it spawned babies out too. of its spine. No, it's just a monster so big that it's, yeah, no, it's, it's a, a baby. baby. Think about that. No, it's, it's a, a baby. baby. And then it has it's these baby. nasty babies on it. No, it's, it's a got baby. Lice it's lice. Or like fucking space lice. I don't know. Ugh. Classic toddler at daycare. Exactly. Am I right? We're, they're all oh getting Oh my it. gosh. The people who come into preschool with lice and all kinds of germs. Yeah, that's how it felt. This little alien baby in New York was just shedding all of its lice onto the city and they were they're the like gremlins. They're worse. They exactly. So they're worse than the big guy because, you know, as long as you can get burned enough away, you'll be okay. Um, but they bite you yeah. and then you explode. <laughs> And then which you was fucking wild. Explode. Oh, also, I love that scene. Shot the shock value because I, well, I'm the idiot that saw it and was like, "Ooh, her bites are pretty bad. She's going to turn into the alien." You never know. What? That, that doesn't make any sense. I thought sense. that's what the bites would mean when I saw it in 2008. But you, you just, just explode. explode alien style. Like, oh my god, it's it's so. I think that the way that they handled her demise was so good too. Just because like they go into that spooky mall amazing um immediately mm-hmm. all the cops are not cops army are there and we get that one army guy who becomes very important to the plot love him um and oh yeah the second Thank that God. like they realize she's been bitten they already know what the fuck happens and so they're like quarantine quarantine yeah. and ah oh, man she just explodes yeah. she I know. It was like they had no time. I remember, again, it's like just not knowing what was about to happen, thinking that the medical team's reaction to her was so extreme because they immediately started screaming. But then, as you said, we find out immediately why, because they know she has barely any time to get through. But also, I felt like the I know they couldn't do too much because the city is being destroyed, but I felt like there was no urgency about her wounds, which again makes me question Rob as a person. I felt like he was looking at her like, yeah, just put this towel on it and I have some Aquafina I can pour on it. I was like, she has gaping wounds that should be stitched. And she's bleeding from her eyeballs. I need you to like get a turn to her and the blood is coming out of her eyes. Like, oh my God. I love I know. We love a tasteful eye That said, they're pretty blasé. <laughs> they're pretty blasé about a lot of injuries in this movie. Yes. I mean, like, Beth was fully impaled on rebar. Um, impaled. And at no point do we see her even, like, bloody, really. Mm-hmm. Um, they just kind of yank her off. And then well, everybody's go. good to go we'll and keep, keep running thingy. after that. Like, what are you going to do with shock in an emergency, I guess? In, it's yeah. not just the blood. Just saying. That's a thing. Which they didn't no, keep I the know, thingy but, in. They no, but that's what I'm saying. But I, that's why she wasn't dead yet. Because she was still mm. on the thingy. You see what I'm mm. saying? But then how was she sure. able to the move so quickly thingy. after that? Love. Oh my God. The spirit well, yeah, of again, love. Again, bringing it back to Scream. 
you can be stabbed 1,000 times and live. So we'll see. This was, this is the love that Jay-Z specifically referenced in his verse of Kanye West's song love. on Monster. Love. I don't get enough of it. <laughs> there you go. Well, okay, vampires and bloodsuckers. Anyway. You don't know what that flea does. That space flea. It could be doing exactly. That, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I the most far fetched part of the movie for me is probably when that army guy is like, "If you come to this place, we'll make sure you get out of the city on this helicopter." I'm like, "No, they yes. wouldn't do that." But that's nice in this. I love to believe that that could happen. <laughs> Yes, it was a very friendly, sweet moment from that man. But in what, yeah, on what planet would he walk up to these people he's never met and been like, you show up at this time, I'll get you on that helicopter. No, those are yeah. coveted seats. What about you like owe- right. <laughs> workers. We're not just- They had so many extras. They had a lot of extra helicopters. I'm really not sure why you guys are so in worried. In the middle of the end <laughs> of the world, they had seats scores of, of copters. <laughs> scores so of copters. So many. But yet the monster was able to reach up and grab the one specific copter. I know. Bring it, it back. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Our poor friends. <sighs> that said, at least Lily that's what I was presumably gets away. I mean, I think she gets away. I think yeah. she's fine. Thank God. I went back to that. So one of our people survives yeah. and she's the goodest of them all because she made a great birthday party. She is. And she put up with a lot of bullshit from Jason. <laughs> and she deserves her happy ending. So she I'm did. happy for her. Um, but oh God, I just think that the the final bit of this movie like is just so heart wrenching. Cause like, of course, they can't get away. I mean, not it of is. course. A lot of movies they get away. Um, but I mm-hmm. just the fucking like 3D jump scare. Of like them shooting the absolute shit out of our baby alien boy, and then he, the, it's completely dusty, and he comes out of fucking nowhere. It reminds me of this scare from one of my favorite sci-fi uh, channel original movies, uh, Mega Shark j- versus Giant Octopus, um, <laughs> where there is a mega shark who's like I don't know, like the size of the world. He's fucking huge. And there's this guy looking out a plane window and he's like, what is that? And Mega Shark like launches out of the sea all the way to plane height and eats the plane. Um, it's very, I think that was probably the inspiration. Um, I don't know which one came out first though. I'm going to do a quick Google. <laughs> yeah, I was like, look it up. Who copied who? Yeah, out of nowhere. I remember thinking like, okay, they've gotten this far. Like, this is where we're set up for the sequel. They got out of New York, but then, you know, something's going to happen. Then no, ripped Ripped. back to earth. It was a good But Okay, we haven't talked about this nearly at all. But like the reason that I brought this movie up on the pod one trillion times in the past is not because of the uh, contentious love story as we found um, it is because of what they did with the monster in this movie and how they do and don't show it so this movie is a monster movie it's a Godzilla style monster movie or King Kong that kind of a thing but you only see that bad boy for two minutes and 37 seconds uh, throughout the course of the film which is actually yeah. like kind of a lot more time than you think when you think the movie is only an hour and 25 minutes but still it's not that much time Um and they do mm-hmm. they did a lot of work um to make like a realistic esque type monster like it was 
based entirely out of um like real life animals as the inspiration um and i have it yeah so the, hmm. the monster lovingly referred to as clover um wanted to make sure that there were Sweet things clover. that you could recognize in the nature in the natural world when you looked at this monster when you finally got to see its face so matt matt reeves um got this British artist involved named Neville Page, and I think that's a badass name, and he needs to be name dropped because I think he did a really good job. Um, and so the whole time that I've watched mm-hmm. this movie, um, I've been like, the monster looks like a bat, and that's so exciting for me because I love bats. Well, I was wrong, and that was not what they were going for. <laughs> oh, I was so sure. I totally see why I you told think it to so that. many people. I'm yes. like, yeah, they based it off of a bat. No, okay. I just thought I was so. I just thought I knew. No, it was, no, <laughs> that was not it. The it's no bat. No, no not, bat. Not one bat. None of the keywords are bat. Which like Man. Neville, have you looked at a bat? Because <laughs> think about it. But its face and yeah. its mouth and its Similarities. teeth are meant to resemble a piranha or an anglerfish. So I can totally see that. It has this like really weird fucked up jaw mm. and. It's yeah. like boldest pulsing little. Those were flesh it has mucus on the sides of its face. <laughs> this is my homage. Those are uh, mucus membranes, mm, actually, and those are supposed to be like frogs mm. and toads because they have that instead of ears. Oh, and that's what I thought was the, the bat ears yeah. thing because there are bats that have little like uh, pinkish looking ear things that look fleshy like that, but they are they don't pulsate in the way that uh. This monster, I'm I'm accidentally doing the Mrs. White hand mm-hmm. motions right now. <laughs> Please. Please. Um, but yeah, and the other thing was, oh yeah, they were it's talking about the fleas. I'm reading from an article that is linked in the show notes. Um hold on. But yeah, like it said, this was supposed to be like a lost toddler gone berserk. This animal is the baby. Um, this alien is the baby, and there's a big er one out there. And so they're trying to like model the psychology of the creature based off of like that of rampaging elephants. So like when elephants go on a rampage, remember that elephant oh, that like hated that lady and then he went and he ruined her town and he killed her? Who murdered the lady yes! and then went to her funeral and yeah. stomped on her that again? Kind yes, of I anger. remember that elephant because that was Cool. Yeah, that kind of ice cold energy. Or that's why. Uh, that's actually why he reached out and grabbed the one helicopter that had our protagonist in it because he was mm. just like, I got a really stinky, nasty vibe from you. You didn't treat Beth right when you could have. <laughs> Slam. It's just like something wasn't right. Ooh, don't. Especially this HUD guy. Yeah, let's no, just like throw some him around. Let's vibe. do it. Yeah. He knew. Um. Anybody that willingly goes by the name HUD, granted. He also, his skin tone was elephant-based, in case you wanted to know. And this, mm, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. very, I, very. I see that totally. He's like, um, you know, a more substantial look than an anglerfish, you know, doesn't look that quite like that Mm -hmm. and then the one other thing that i thought was really cool and reminded me of nope a little bit um was that like to really like land the idea that the animal is acting out of fear it gave him like spooked horse eyes which like i wouldn't necessarily recognize but i love that that's what they were thinking of good for them (laughs) i know yeah that was kind of one of my questions when i watched this film was like 
I know that there's a tendency in monster movies to be like, this is an attack. Um, but I'm always kind of like, especially after Nope, I'm always kind of like, is this just a wild animal in an unfamiliar yeah. location that's now being attacked? Like, yes. is this malicious? Is this something that has intent? Or is this something that's just like yeah. freaking out? I loved totally. that. Which is why it was it was fun to watch this after seeing Nope now, because again, it's like I've watched it so spread out through life and I've just accepted it for what it is and being this movie that I love. But after watching Nope and the commentary on that and the animals being like, we're not supposed to be doing these things that you're saying and we are going to attack you if we're scared. I was seeing this in a totally different light of he this creature was dropped into the city looking for mama scared as hell and like of course are going to react yeah. in this way so i did like that i like the spooky it's a lot for a little guy well i think a lot of monster movies at least nowadays like take that angle it's like um i i watched one of the king kong movies that came out recently can't tell you which one it might have had millie bobby brown it might not have i have a terrible memory i'm not sure oh. um but like with that one they really human humanize the giant gorilla but um but they're like he's been mistreated and so he's angry and that's why he's acting this way you know um and so i you mm. know it's, it's just an animal being an animal this is why you shouldn't keep wild cats Bringing it back to Tiger King. Wildcats. <laughs> Bringing it back to <laughs> High School Musical. Uh, we're all in this oh, together. Yep. You guys, we've been usurped as best like singer of the pod because we have a professional singer on the pod right now. <laughs> okay, not professional. Wow, I sing not in a fair. cover band at Dive. So we are. <laughs> my god she came into our podcast she started singing well, hope i won't show adam <laughs> the wildcats uh, the arbiter of truth when it comes to singer of the pod um this episode so he won't be able to weigh in that one oh, reviewer yeah. <gasps> what did that a reviewer say the they decided i was the singer of the pod <laughs> i'm obsessed with that. They said it was me actually of any so... of our listeners, but uh if you want to dm me and talk about it whoever you are <laughs> Ooh. I told Monica she could be the one that they were talking about if she wanted to let me be the M. Night Shyamalan expert, but she well, said no. it's just not true. It's just not so... true. <laughs> you wouldn't think I would be the expert on him, though, because I can't I guess say his name right. I just ever. am the singer. Uh, You're the singer. Beautiful. I love that. It's really beautiful. It's me. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. Though just the whole last bit of this movie where you finally get to see the monster, because I think that with a monster that's destroying an entire city you know you have a lot of expectations but like everybody has their own thing that scares them the most like apparently for me it's a bat and that's why i thought it looked like a bat um this is actually probably a worst nightmare scenario for our friend cooper because his worst nightmare animal is an anglerfish and i'm now need to show him anglerfish and see if he freaks out <laughs> i think do that. you think, think this looks like an anglerfish yes or no yes are you terrified i hate everything in the ocean especially anglerfish because they are the way down mm -hmm. deep really creepies and so i think that's why this monster terrified me so much but i totally get what you're saying with the bat because i feel like the head had bat-like qualities but also the oh. way like the limbs would move through the street reminded me yeah. of like what you see in their wing so okay. i do you know what yeah, it really looks like this is going to be a little dated by the time this episode comes out, but there's this viral clip that's been going around recently of this um, sort of 
I, I don't know. Actually, I haven't researched. I don't know if they're a street performer or what their deal is, but they dress oh, up like this. I love creature. that. Thing. Um, and the yes. little girl loves it. Um, and then they went back to meet the little girl and give her yes. a little plushie of the creature. It looks like the creature yeah, died the same way. It does. Oh, okay, you got to put a link to that in yeah, the, okay. the references too. I saw that on Reels because I'm not on okay, TikTok right now. Oh, so elder millennial. Oh, you're one of those. <laughs> I didn't like she it. She is. So She's so behind boomer, the trends now. I still saw that. And so what's I really sad is I'm like slowly, I'm slowly realizing I might be older than you guys. So that is really sad. I'm on TikTok. Maybe I should. We're be. within the same age range. But even so, why am I on TikTok? It's, it's now fun. showing me. No, I just believe my 63-year-old father is king of TikTok. Who? The man's, my 63-year-old father, king of TikTok. He sends no me way. TikToks at like two in the morning. And I'm like, why are you awake? But also, thank you for knowing that I am awake. And this is exactly what I want to watch. <laughs> right now. That is so cute. I love you are that never too it. old for TikTok. No. It's true. I, I, I wish I could be on it, but I have no self-control. And State so that's mind. a me problem, not a you problem. Don't take this onto yourself. You're fine. Girl, do you yeah. think that I get any sleep at night? No, I scroll TikTok until it's five in the morning and then I have to get up and teach children and I'm not healthy. So that I don't have self-control. Listen, that's <laughs> what God intended, I guess. No, you know? I just love TikTok. It just gets me. The algorithm I, gets it's me. beautiful. Anyway. But yeah, I mean, and I don't want to harp on this too much, but I just think it's really like amazing that you don't actually see this bad boy's true face until the very end. And you see little bits. You see actually yes. a little bit more than I remembered um because i harp on this all the time like that you don't see the monster you don't see the monster uh, but you do you see it in in a blink and you missed it type of thing um when you watched it in theaters you couldn't pause and rewind and be like wow you really can see a lot um so right. I, I don't know i just think that it's it was really brilliant in a monster movie because so often a monster movie is like showing king kong throw a train through a house or i don't know that doesn't happen i don't know why i said that but like you like showing king kong's Probably face i can Maybe imagine that in the next one who knows um seeing godzilla eat the top of the chrysler building i don't know but like uh this this is really he's hungry hungry boy he's in New York now apparently he's left <laughs> He's Just left Asia and he's come here. His mom's not waiting. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I also like this movie too because a lot of fucking people die. They don't tell you numbers, but everybody is fucking dying all the time. Scores and scores of people in mm. the unknown Godzilla movie that I watched. I'm pretty sure it was Godzilla versus Kong, whatever that one was. The one that just came out like four years ago. You know, just four years ago. Uh, there was this part where like, Godzilla or King Kong, one of them destroys like a huge area, like massive destruction. And the, the news host afterward was like, 25 people died. And I was like, only 25 people died? 25? No way that's true. Everything. The infrastructure was very soundly built. So this felt more realistic to me. I'm like, everybody on that bridge is dead. They don't even have a second of hope for Jason. Yes. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> thousand percent that is so funny well did you guys see the theory that they some people think there were two monsters Ooh. i saw that people expected there to be multiple monsters and that there were lots of theories ahead of time and like biblical theories about like one by land one by sea one by air etc <laughs> um sure. 
But there are theories after people saw the movie itself. Yes, but born out of those. So it's like, I don't know how much like we should believe them. And even JJ Abrams in every interview (laughs) has been like, no, it is the one monster, I promise you. But it was interesting to read about. And also this ties into what you've just been saying of how we kind of get to look into the monster's face very briefly at the end. But then we also saw the tentacle on the bridge and people are a little like, I don't know, things look different. But what I read online um, of Reddit thread that has just gone bananas <laughs> about this movie of course as things do on reddit we're saying that um it is believed that there is a duo theory because we we've heard the talk that there is a parent or a sibling of the original monster who abrams has admitted was a baby and they come to new york in order to find their kin so the duo duo theory has some weight because in the bridge scene before Jason dies, HUD records the collapsing of the bridge, but a fleshy object is moving behind the bridge. And this is believed to maybe be the monster's mother. We just kind of see this little shadow. Could the monster's tail really have caused the collapse or was there something else hanging out behind it? The theory also points out the monster who eats HUD looks way different from the original Cloverfield monster. The original monster has two front teeth that protrude from its upper jaw, which are visible even when the jaw is shut. And the monster that eats HUD has teeth protruding from the lower jaw, anglerfish. So people are pointing out that they have seen two different versions of the creature and also that they don't believe the creature that killed HUD would have been able to do what happened on the bridge. They think it might have been a protective mama. So that's the theory. Ooh, I like that. Which I'm like, listen, it might not be true, but I was like, I can't argue with the points that you made. I like it. I like it. There's so much interesting lore with this. Um, Before we get into our segments, just one little quick thing. We have sequels to this movie, but they're non-traditional ones. One one sequel that they were going to do, though, was something in the very same vein as what this movie is. There's a point on the bridge where um, HUD has the camera and he turns around and he films someone else filming him. And so the idea was like, this is just one perspective of this night, though they're kind of in the center of the action. But if there's two monsters, then there's a whole nother perspective uh, of what was going on. You know, I was like, what are they going to see that this crew didn't see? Because this crew saw like the army fight him and the other thing and like the underground (laughs) tunnel. But they're underground for a while. So who knows? Who knows? Um, But I, I... I do like that though. The yeah. thought of seeing the other perspective. I think that would have been be a really, really good sequel. Um, and I would have been open to it just because I'm more of the same. Yes, I love this. Um, but they've done stuff that's yeah. really different. I think instead. they should do like a two hour documentary of Ben Feldman and Weehawken watching TV reports about what's going on in Manhattan. <laughs> and he's just going, wow, that's so scary for the whole time. It's just him and his mug of coffee. Oh, no. Just, oh, my God. I'm so glad Ooh. I got out. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Although apparently there were um, 85 oh, my gods or oh, gods in this 85-minute film. So there is like a one-to-one-minute ratio Fair. there. I mean, what else are fun. you going to say? Yeah, you got to have it. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. You that's know, so real. It's, it's, I don't think it was. Was it yeah, R? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> They only can I don't get think they one can get that many fucks in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, but something I didn't know, and Adam told me this, and he looked it up. So if he's wrong, then you have to come find Adam and fight him because I didn't fact check him because I trust my partner. Okay. Um, he said that 10 Cloverfield mm. Lane and also Cloverfield Paradox, which are in the Cloververse, which I love that that is the name. It is also dumb. Um, were full-fledged movies, and then they were like, oh, we could put this in the Cloververse, and then they wrote it in. 
So they they already had the scripts. I read for both that as of well. Those. And then they're like, let's shoehorn it and in and and make it part of it. And let's try and connect. Trolls too, but elevate it. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ten Cloverfield Lane at least is really really good from what I remember. Cloverfield Paradox, I never saw. But so it's so different. different, and it's so funny that they're connected. But then the Paradox, I do kind of want to see it because the more I read about it, it's showing that yeah. it's trying to connect the universes of this. It so looks I like don't it's going to get really if it does a good job of it. From what I started to read, and then I was like, no, 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 no spoilers. Um, it looks like multiverse, blah blah blah, something not really something like that. Something with space time, something with that company yeah. in Japan being bad. Uh, it all connects to them. I think it's like Taragon or something. There's Taraguado, Taragon, something like that. Something. Hmm. I think there's definitely a lot of room for additional lore, though. I mean, I haven't Mm -hmm. seen Ten Cloverfield Lane or the Paradox one or anything. I've only seen this one. Okay. Um, and I only just saw this one. Um, and I didn't even notice the bit at the end that Lauren referenced oh. earlier. You dropped a little hint oh. in the beginning of this episode. And so oh. I went back to be like, what was Lauren talking about? Um, <laughs> and I watched those last few minutes at some point while we were recording. And when they were oh. on the Ferris wheel at the end, I thought like, oh, it's so sweet. There's just a few minutes left on the tape after they died nope. where they're saying... They're revealing their I love you. It's a sweet little ending moment. I thought it was just totally in the background when they're filming the ocean. You see something like fly out of some sort of projectile or something fly out of the sky and land in the ocean. So if Mm -hmm. this is a creature that came out of the deep that was um, disturbed from some crevasse like HUD speculates, it is um, easy to imagine that one month earlier, whatever went into the ocean there was what disturbed it originally could be coming alive started yeah. the ball rolling if you will and then that has spawned into like all of these other theories which is so much fun because some people are saying that was another alien coming to get little baby and wake them up other people are Ooh. saying it's the japanese company's satellite dropping into the water on accident and disturbing it and then that's going to be a whole scandal everybody has all these thoughts yeah. about what could have been happening, but it was a very intentional Fuck. drop into the ocean, bringing this monster to life that I never saw in theaters. And then Ashley Cassidy again, so casually mentioned it. And that was why I did a rewatch a couple of years ago. And she said, Oh, that last scene when we see, you know, how the monster came to be. I need to rewatch. Stop the episode. So I, I have to go watch this right now. I'm kidding. I won't, but oh my God. I know. I'm like, everybody, if you're listening to this, stop and go watch. It's honestly, I had to watch it three times through. Even when Ashley showed it to me the first time, I was like, nope, missed it. It's so quick. Okay, well, that makes that me feel a little better. Thank you for saying that. So I feel a little better about myself because I'm usually good at noticing little things like that. I failed for my own fame. <laughs> I literally quick. never would have noticed if you hadn't said something in the beginning of this episode. Like literally watched those last few minutes right before we recorded just to check something else. Um, Didn't notice a single thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. And then I went, oh, there's something there. Oh, something about the Ferris wheel scene. Okay, let me see. Maybe this is going to change your mind on how romantic the movie is because you thought that last shot was just like Coney Island, but really. It can be both. It was an awakening. It can be both. It's such a nice day. It can be both. It can be both. That is true. That is fair. That is true (laughs) and fair. Okay, no last dose. I say that all the time and no one ever knows what I'm referencing. Like one of the best commercials I've ever seen. 
Volcano Lasto. Uh, it's a classic. You can have soft oh, and crunchy tacos, you know. You need that at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, I just want to say that I also thought it was really sad when there he was like, look at me, I love you. And then she's like, I love you. And then they fucking die in a hailstorm of rocks and they're pelted to oh, death. Was, <laughs> uh, was really all right, sad. I'm a sucker, okay? I'm a softie. Right, I'm an Aries, but I'm also Cancer Moon. <laughs> <laughs> I also oh. thought romance aside though um I really liked that part of this scene because I loved how it mirrored the beginning like mm-hmm. you had the opening and closing of the Ferris wheel day where he says in the beginning like it's 6 42 and it's already a good day and then at the end in the last few minutes he's like do you have anything else you want to say and she was like it was a good day but in that scene right before they're hit with the rubble and that explosion in Central Park when they're under the bridge they're filming and he's like it's 6 42 blah 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 like it's the same time i just thought that was a cool little call back to put you back in that moment right before the end that bookend of so happy and then about to die Mm -hmm. put together it was really good i i I, it's horrible but i love a movie where everybody dies at the end and it's like this like wrapped up into a pretty bow thing except for lily Lily. thank god we're fine with lily yeah we do like her. She, she did so funny. much for everybody else. She deserved to get out. She did. she did. She was the selfless one. And also, I just love her because we're talking about the horror movie she was in. We didn't even mention she was yes. in the new Evil Dead, which I thought she was very fun in. And also, maybe nobody else likes this movie, but she was in She's the Man with Amanda yes. Bynes. Yes. Mm. She was Yvonne. That's how Amanda okay, would Yvonne. say her name. <laughs> Yvonne. So I also loved her in that. So Jessica Lucas, we're a big fan and I'm happy you live. And I like The Resident. So Oh my God, me. I forgot she's in that show. And that's What's-His-Face from <gasps> Gilmore Girls. Right? Gilmore Girls. Logan. Logan. I hate Logan Huntsberger, mm-hmm. but okay, fine. <laughs> I hate him and love He's him. He's like the really Society unwatchable so almost cool. for a few episodes of it, oh. but then it's okay. Okay, no spoilers. Okay, well, Fair. it's time for us to move <laughs> on to our segments. It's happening, Lauren. It's happening. I'm so excited about So the first question that we always ask is, how could this movie be gayer? I open the floor to y'all. Okay. I think instead of Rob and Beth, it could have been Rob and hot hot guy instead. I think he would have been oh, more compelling as hot a Hot guy from interest. as above so below. And then it would have been like I was like, who's yeah. the hot guy? There's and then they'd be like, ben a few hot guys in yeah. this. <laughs> and yeah, what but a it fun would be twist. Right, because then it'd be like, did you know that Rob and Hawkeye had sex, and like he'd be telling everybody at the party, and they'd be like, no, they didn't. They'd be like, Wait, yes, okay, they did. but what if it was this like angle it. on the same thing? The same thing happened. The girl Beth, they still had sex. Blah 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 blah. But Rob is a bisexual man, and she's like, you brought that guy I hooked up with to my party. And I haven't confronted my sexuality yet. Oh. So this is twofold intense for me right now. And there could have been that. So yeah. How could you do this like, to me? Oh. And then Hud goes around and he's like, can you believe Rob fucked both those people? Yeah. Oh, that could have been. I love. That could yeah. have been Hud's <laughs> room. Like that. that could have been this, the reality TV. Did you see that hot guy Lawrence. with that? I was going to say, him. you guys are speaking my language. <laughs> this is the drama <laughs> I needed in the beginning. I actually had a similar thought, except I went for the ladies. I thought it would be really cool if Lily and Marlena 
they mm. were just known as best friends and Lily was the one who invited her there. She kept saying over and over, like, I really don't know Rob. Yes. Like, I feel weird that I'm even at his going away party, but she was like, I'm Lily's friend. And part of me wondered like what this could be gayer if they had had a past together and not even that that scandalous. I just kind of liked that idea yes. that there was a little, there was tension there. And then after Jason dies in the movie, it would be an interesting moment when Marlena walks over and comforts her and like they have a very intimate hug. And it's like, listen, even though I always wanted you, I know you're hurting right now because your boyfriend died. I thought of this traumatic moment. So that was my Okay, well, that's, that's beautiful. Drama. The homoerotic tension of a fraught female friendship. You were saying that, yeah. and I, I was like- We've all been there. And I was like, yeah, we didn't need Jason. He doesn't even have to be in the movie. That's what we could just live <laughs> Yeah, there. also just like, fuck Jason. Maybe they should be together. But we do need someone to die I've always early on by... and us to be like, oh, we did know who that was. We do. I know. And he was like, he was the handsome man that had to go by tentacle. It was totally him, but- I also, the reason that that popped into my head was Lizzie Kaplan has always yes. given me bi energy, but it sounds like she is just no! straight. Like she has only dated men as far as I know, yet. but uh, she just has like that queen, amazing energy that I love. And so that was, it was more like my dream that I thought it should happen. Oh. It seems fitting. No, you're so right. She gives gay. It's yeah. not just the Janice Ian of it all. It's her. You see that haircut? Come on. Uh, you're telling me that's a straight woman? I know. I don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> How yeah. else could it Kelsey, be gayer? I mean, ideas? what like what could the monster do? Um, I think the monster could be gay. Um, I think that probably that was what was happening and we just didn't know about it. Um, we're not privy to the monster's inner thoughts or monologue. You know what I mean? Maybe in one of the sequels, um, we'll find out more about their species and the way that gender sexuality works for them. There could be some rich inner lore there. Maybe for sure. the way that it works is, um, though it is youthful, it is in a polyam relationship with all those fleas. And that's why it was huh? so mad oh. because they killed a lot of those fleas and they were like, that's my guy, that's my girl, that's my they, them, that's my everyone that I love. Oh. <laughs> it's my they, that's them, my that's my they, them. them. That was my 100 lovers. That was my 100 lovers little tiny lovers who yeah. give me little kisses on my back all day and you killed them and now you must <laughs> die. And that's why they hunted down specifically uh. that helicopter. Yeah. Think about that. They wow, no one does. Yeah. For good reason. <laughs> or what if the second perspective from the bridge is going to be the other monster, which we everyone on Reddit thinks is the mother? What if it's the lover? And the second perspective <gasps> is going to be like the lover was oh. looking for his boyfriend. No, I guess we confirmed it was an infant, so that'd be weird. Never mind, it's out. That we out. don't yeah. know the rate of maturity of their species. Yeah, maybe you can uh. have a lover in infancy. I don't know. I mean, I, people have boyfriends in kindergarten, um, yeah, but true, yeah, I true. think the the idea of the central romance being queer would have been a lot more compelling. Um, for me, I would want it to be lesbians because um, that's what I would want. I agree. Um, but I think also, like, if you have that element of like not necessarily ready to confront your sexuality yeah. or what this means to you that you slept with your best friend after so long you've wanted them for so long or maybe you didn't right. realize you wanted them for so long yeah. I think that's a much more compelling narrative than I'm just ghost. a baby bitch who um, can't say my feelings. you can still have yeah 
You can still have I'm going to Japan. And and so it's like one more reason I'm just not prepared to get into this. But that's something I'm a lot more willing to forgive than a man who does not know how to communicate. Um, And I would have rooted for them a lot more. And I would have wanted that reunion a lot more. And Mm -hmm. I would have understood more why everyone else was so willing to go to the ends of the earth to make it happen because they realize like, it's this huge thing um, that, I mean, like, it's very nice of them to go to the ends of the earth to try to save their friend anyway. Um, yeah. Kudos to all of them um, because they really fucking, when, when Gosh, I keep wanting to call her it. Kate because that was her name in the covenant. The- um, but when Lily takes off her shoes, high heels, she's been marching oh, around in high heels this yeah, whole also, time yeah, and then goes long? up the 40 flights of stairs that's insane to me that's there's where no way Chelsea i would make it up that many the flights line. of stairs at the flights of stairs yeah that's like that's i'll the, wait like, down here for the you spooky tunnels of the subway system filled with like polyamorous fleas that was the fine. spooky tunnels Heels. of the subway system is like what else are you gonna do you're already down there you know what i mean but she voluntarily went up the building um, jumped to another building, essentially carried a helped carried a wounded person back, back, back down nine. Like that, that was that so is insane. A lot I'm really glad stairs. they cut that oh part, so I didn't have to watch them just go down all those stairs. <laughs> Going downstairs when they were like, we're at 37th floor right now. I think just a little <sighs> bit more. I was like, oh my god, how are you not taking so many breaks? Like. I would not make this 6 a.m. pickup time for the helicopter. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well, any other gay, gay thoughts? But, yeah, that's how I would make it gayer. Any, it doesn't have to be about the movie if you just want to express yourself right now. Just open the floor. No? Okay. We can move on. <laughs> um. So, where would our boy, Matthew Lillard, known on the pod as Maddie Lily Lauren, um, where would he be in this film who could we swap out and put him in for this was hard i when you presented this to me i was like matthew lillard is my boy (laughs) like this will be easy but i don't like any of the characters enough for him i i think he is too good for any of it which i think no go ahead there's a lot of on the street filming um i think we could have gotten a pivotal moment of him like running by or something and then had being like was that Matthew Willard um I think that would have added a lot to the movie just an IRL cameo from Maddie Lilly oh I like that I didn't know cameo was an option then absolutely throw I'm just him saying, in those streets we're in New York celebrities yeah, are she in New York there? if we're putting Maddie Lilly in the film I don't know what they're throwing in Sephora and stuff like that grounded in our <laughs> real nuts. world why not a little celebrity Maddie really lives in California, but I'm sure he travels for work sometimes. Well, where did you have him, Lauren? They had a lot of Mountain Dew spots, and so they could have had Matthew Lillard drinking Mountain Dew, and I think that could have been great. A little slusho commercial? A little slusho. Wow. I, okay, mine kind of comes with a caveat. So I could see him just the way that he played Stu Mocker so well in the first scream, kind of that goofy, obviously yep. psychopath, but the goofy glass clown psychopath. That energy could have been better for HUD. Mm-hmm. However, I would yes. want him to be seen because I want to see that. Sweet face. So that was my caveat. 
was like, I want to hear his voice. And I think he could bring that fun and that improv to the part of HUD. However, it would need to be more flipping the camera and like saying things and then flipping back to the friends. If I am going to have my dream come true with Matthew Lillard. That's fair. In this world, you can have it all. I don't know why. (laughs) I want him to be Rob. I just let him have like, main character character energy. We see him the most on film and I would like that. And then I want to play Beth. And then all of it's fine and we forgive him. If he's Rob, obviously. Well, that romance I'm so invested in. I would support that a thousand percent. I'm here oh for that. Oh my God, that'd be perfect. Yeah, I mean, I think those are really good spots, but I also think he could just be a guy at the party and he could be one of the totally. really fun cameo guys. He could be Matthew Lillard at the they, party too. He happened to be friends Maybe with As the new face of Slusho, he's worked a lot with vice president of Celestial marketing rob and so he's there at the party to send him off he's just that's right they could have totally interacted and he does a little testimonial yep that's like rob it's been great working with you so far best of luck in japan perfect <laughs> my, my next gosh, film that goes perfect. out to you buddy it is really perfect. I like that a lot. Okay, that brings us to who the hell is the dumb bitch in this movie? A lot of options. I feel like Rob. That's who I I feel said. like if he communicated from the beginning with Beth, um, they would have been together at the party. They would have gotten out at one of the opportunities they had to get out before the helicopter escape which they were only at because they had to go back to midtown to her apartment yeah i think that that's that's a good one i just want to give it to hud because of context um but also he is really (laughs) obnoxious in this movie as well um and he won't leave marlena alone and i don't like him um but also i mean honestly it's like all the men in this um jason also pissed me off yeah jason's jason also gonna also end up bitch, has for a sure. wonderful woman and he doesn't respect her and for that you get hit with a tentacle i agree <laughs> i yeah yeah i think the dumb bitch is rob it's so funny because i took very few notes on this because i knew it would be conversational and i just watched the movie so it was fresh but one of the only little paragraphs that i have is the dumb bitch of the movie is for sure Rob. He makes terrible decisions based on his love. I put in quotes. I was very sassy after watching the movie. Ooh. I said based on his love for Beth, which I just wasn't buying, especially after he didn't seem to care at all about his brother's death. Death, But I also think HUD is a big dummy, but that feels way too obvious. He's supposed to be the dummy. So I just, we can say HUD number one, but man, Rob is the secret I'm willing to and concede that was my one on that. No that's moment. very eloquently said. <laughs> he is the secret He also dummy. didn't even notice the projectile in the ocean, so Idiot. neither did any of us. Yeah, um, the first yeah, time. Yeah, but I did. He, he was there, so... How dare. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone on this person. podcast is the dumb uh, bitch. Let's I just mean, be clear. Yes. He's, okay, he's the dumb bitch, though, also because... um. 
for the way the movie and the filming worked, he must have reviewed that footage um, of his day with Beth, especially those first right. few minutes when they're in bed together before it does its first cut to Jason with the camera with Lily. Um, mm-hmm. So he's been sitting there for weeks, mooning over her, re-watching yeah. that tape and still not reaching out. So I just think um, HUD is a dumb bitch in character, but Hum's dead bitchness is like necessary for the structure of the film for him to continue filming. Jason is a dumb bitch, but has no plot relevance. Um, Mm -hmm. Rod's Rob's dumb bitch really is the the spark point. Yep. Pisses me. Well, that brings us to. Two are knives out of fives. And so, um, Chelsea, what did people think as they were vomiting um, while watching this movie? <laughs> yeah, I mean, people definitely got motion sickness. There was something on IMDb trivia that said, like, there was 100 recorded cases, but that had no additional context. So, like, was that from all across the country, which would right. seem like not that many or, like, just opening weekend? I don't know. Um, but other than that, people did like it. Um, on IMDb, it has a 7 out of 10. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it is 78% from critics, fresh, um, and 68% fresh from audiences. Um, and it was nominated for three Teen Choice Awards. Um, it was... (laughs) No, not Choice Potty. Crazy. Um, it was nominated for... <laughs> yeah, it's definitely Clover. Um, queer one. icon Clover the Monster. Yeah, it was nominated for Choice Movie for Horror Thriller, um, Choice Movie Actor for Horror Thriller for Rob Michael Stahl David, um, and Choice Movie Actress Horror Thriller for Beth oh, Odette really Annabelle. Okay. So she's in the movie for two. I, that's what I thought when I saw that. I was like, it just well, how Lily is getting this nomination for Best Actress? Too. It's because, she's but I hot. guess she has. They have those like really emotional scenes at the end too, where like that's one of the only moments where they get to like sit and breathe and you're really seeing somebody's facial expressions up close. So like I guess that was the like evocative moment. Evokes things for me. Right. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I was gonna say you have had many about the love story. So like I think you are proof it did the job. All right, Odette. (laughs) Do you wanna go first or do you want us to? Ooh. Oh, wait. I yeah. did have a question about this rating the movie. Okay. Can you work in you halves? Can get into tiny. You can work in whatever way you want, baby. Which is what okay. I've done many times. Okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. If you really love a movie and think it's really special, you can even add in a bonus knife for six knives. Obsessed. Okay. I'm not doing that for this, but I like that. I like that for you. <laughs> I... But good to know for the future. <laughs> yes. I said three and a half knives, mm. which is good in my book but i rob it's rob it's all rob i don't believe rob and my mind was changed when i watched it 10 years later i also agree with 3.5 out of five knives okay i got literally sick uh (laughs) kind of a bummer yeah but also like questionable motives on rob and also HUD for being like, we must, I must go back and get my camera. Like, okay, really? Like, is it that important? Like, no. Like, I don't know. You don't understand. HUD's actually the main character of his own story. Well, of <laughs> course he is. But he would be. I don't know. 
these people try really hard. They're like running around. They're like, we must survive. And that just would not be me in one of these situations. I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to edit myself. Let's go. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. No, thank you. Yeah. Couldn't be me. I get it. Wouldn't be me. I'll go that. Yeah. I don't know that I would try to fight my way back to Midtown, literally go against the army in order to do so. That's, I think, a um, really high sucks. bar. That's what I'm saying. Flash, but who wants to be in Midtown, period? <laughs> I mean, you no, saw how ha- we're gonna judge Midtown. I know enough about right. New York to know the effect of that joke. <laughs> um, But yeah, I mean, I thought it was really fun. I liked it. I had a good time. Um, Could the characters have been more tailored to what I would have wanted from them sure um I did think it was really interesting in a found footage movie to have so many recognizable faces um I wonder if perhaps some of them were less recognizable in 2008 although Lizzie Kaplan would have been recognizable for Mean Girls um um Odette Annabelle I feel like was definitely doing a lot around then um, the Covenant was relatively recent to that. The Covenant was only like 2006-ish, maybe? Um, yeah, so Jessica Lucas would have been recognizable also. Um, I just, I think it's such an interesting choice in found footage movies where they're so often presented as though they are real footage. Um, obviously, this one is a little harder to pass off as that than something like Blair Witch Project because like we we know that the Statue of Liberty hasn't really been decapitated um so hard to have that as like the main shot of your trailer in a found footage movie and go the this is totally real we really did find this footage um so I don't think that's like a barrier necessarily um, I do think that it would have been a different, maybe more effective film if they were using relative unknowns. Um, but that said, I thought everybody did a pretty good job with what they had, which was writing wise, maybe not that like much, but right. when you're capturing the slice of life, like realistically, how much background can you like shove in there? Um, so I would probably give it like four knives out of fives, a little okay. little bump up from where you guys were. Okay, well, I like this movie best out of everyone, and I knew that going in. <laughs> I don't know. For me, I feel like there are like fake rules to found footage movies because like as above, so below, that like had recognizable faces too. I mean, Blair Witch definitely set the tone for all of them, but it's like it's a singularity. You know what I mean? Like. Blair Witch is Blair Witch. You cannot do Blair Witch again. So don't try. Try to do something different Mm -hmm. with the genre. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. I've seen a ton of of, of found footage movies at this point. So I'm not like expecting them to have all unknown people. It is fun when they do have unknown people too because it's a great launching point for someone's career unless you were in Blair Witch and it ruined your life, which is very unfortunate. (laughs) Um. But yeah, yeah, I mean, for me, I think that this movie is like brilliantly crafted and I mean crafted. I think that like it's not accidental in anything that it does in a movie that makes everything look super accidental and super true to life. And I think you have to be meticulous about it in order to get something that's this affecting when the camera is going swah, 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 
all over the thing and making everyone throw up. So yeah. if you like, you can figure out how to not have, get sick from it. <laughs> I'm so sorry that that happened for you guys. Take a fucking Dramamine before maybe, I don't know, kind of, or wear one of those bracelets. I know. Or I one wish of those I like, gray bracelets with a little dot in it. Maybe oh, yeah. that'll help. I don't know. Yeah, it's like the C-band <laughs> bracelets. I have a lot of that stuff at the house because Adam's into sailing. So we'll watch it at my place next time. But um, I don't know. I just there think this movie like is genre defining and defying in a lot of ways like it's like set a really really high standard for this type of movie which has made other found footage movies look like shit to me um and and i think that the monster design is brilliant and seamlessly worked into it um and i totally get what you guys are saying that rob's thing is so not believable but also as someone who was desperately in love with my best friend for years and years and years we did not hook up so um i can see how it could be really awkward in the aftermath but also also, men are trash, and I agree with you. But um, I was moved by all of it, <laughs> and I am going to give this a 4.8 out of 5 because this is one of my all-time favorite movies, Ooh. and I just love it so much. I was, like, giddy watching it. I was like, can't believe that this is as good as I remember. It slaps. It fucking slaps. Yes. And probably one of my coolest, my, my favorite, like, looks of a monster ever i love it when they like yes i agree i don't know i mean if you listen to our nope episode you heard me fucking geek out about how they made that that guy <laughs> so i i oh my gosh i haven't listened to it yet but i could geek oh, out about oh nope forever so i yeah, can't wait to listen oh, sorry. to it i was saying that more to the listeners not to you lauren i'm so sorry lauren you didn't listen to the nope episode oh, no. get I was out like, the I'm podcast so Right. Well, no, I, I'm, sitting here, I'm sitting here Lauren. as somebody as somebody who's sure listened to your show I was saying it disappointed in myself like how did was... I not listen to the nope one because I love nope and I feel like I annoy the shit out oh. of people talking about it because I talk about how oh, epic God. the monster creation was and yes. like the changing of shapes and I hate when people are like what was Gordy the monkey about he doesn't even tie in I'm like let Go on the internet actually and Google it and then your mind will be blown. (laughs) Um, Yes. But yeah, I love this movie. So thanks for doing it with me for my birthday. (laughs) Thank you. Happy birthday. Okay. Lauren, stop singing. I know. Okay. That was like basically Pee Wee's Playhouse. So you can't get upset. (laughs) Sing for me, Lauren. Wait, did you say you're March 31st? (laughs) March 31st. Yeah. March 31st. Okay. Wilder, my son's birthday is March 28th. So you guys are very close. Little Aries twins. Actual baby and me. Love it. Ashley Cassidy's an Aries too. I gravitate towards Aries. It's a thing. I love Aries. Okay. And then next week. I'm going to throw my hat in the ring for best singer on the pod with this oh one, y'all, God. and go. Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those oh, peepers? Wow. Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those You're the vibrato. <laughs> the vibrato. Adam Did better I, be listening vibrato. to this. <laughs> it's beautiful. I loved that. Um, I haven't seen the movie enough to know... The context oh, of that song. beautiful performance you just gave That's us, but song. wow, now I it's, oh, so the psyched. song is everything. It's the song, Chelsea. It's the song. I still don't know what that means enough. And I know it okay. because I have That's old exciting. parents, but they know it because I'm guessing it's in the <laughs> film Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> it is, and that's what we're doing next week. 
spring break movie and that's the sole reason also who doesn't love justin long come on we just saw him in barbarian we do love justin long him and oh. Kate Bosworth are just like the cutest couple I've ever yes, seen in my fucking so life. It's so cute. For a second, I thought you were saying Kate Bosworth was in this. And I was like, wait, no, no, no. This is a brother and sister movie. <laughs> no, she's not. I know that was misleading. I just they, love that they're dating. They're very loved up and I love seeing it. <laughs> but yeah, this should be fun. I don't think any of us have ever seen it before. Uh, but Lauren said it will have a good time. I thought you guys had seen it. That was no, why you kept I talking really about it. See it. I've seen it a long time ago. I'm- because it came out oh. in like 2001. So, so I saw this. I'm so excited for you guys to watch it. I think it's so creepy and good. And it is, in a way, a creature feature. So this is like kind of a connection to Cloverfield. It's unexpectedly a monster. It's so good. It is so good. I'm very excited for you guys to watch it. And the sequel also is good. It is rare to be like number two, also just as good. But I might even like Jeepers Creepers 2 better. Yeah. So just... See, it all out this should make you feel better. I remember Chelsea. liking it, so I'm We've excited. We've got a seal of approval from Lauren, and she's got taste, and she's a beautiful voice, so we have to listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Lauren, for coming on the pod. We loved this. This was like, this was amazing. Dream come true. Uh, best birthday present ever. Um, why don't you oh give the gift gosh, of I your social it. media to everyone that is listening now? <laughs> Well, first of all, thank you again for having me. This truly, this was so much fun. I loved talking about Cloverfield and just loved looking at your faces and recording with you all. This was so much fun. I love Spooky Tuesday. And I can't wait for my partner, Ashley, to hopefully come on. But speaking of Ashley, um, we have a podcast, don't forget, called Keep It Weird. The podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all the things at Keep It Weird Cast. And you can email us at keepitweirdpodcast.gmail.com. We always throw that out because we love to receive ghost stories or alien stories or anything. We do every like two months, we do listener oh, ghost I stories. I love those episodes. episodes. We call them listener ghost stories, but it's anything weird that's ever happened to you in your entire life. And they are the best episodes. So write in, give us a listen. I'm going to write Thanks. in about the puppets. Please. <laughs> we need we to need talk, to about, talk the about the puppets. puppets. I can't believe we have not. I, I've, uh, I've got to write in to y'all about the uh, murderous voodoo preacher man from my hometown. Wow. I'm sorry. Okay, what a tale. What? Oh, okay. yeah. Well, that was like the biggest teaser of my <laughs> life. Like, write in immediately. Like, when we sign off, just write, just just write just Start the first draft. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, we got Sydney Scott great. is stacked with spooky stories. It's alarming. <laughs> Obsessed. Oh, well, here for it. I believe it. I can't wait. That's why we're Spooky Tuesday. Um, but anyway, why not follow us on social media too? You know what you should do? You should write us a review and you should talk about how beautiful Lauren's voice is in the review. And then after you're done doing that, okay. you should go and write Keep It Weird a review, five-star review as well. Why not just pack it up? Why don't just bring the joy today? Think about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it. come on. Just get on. And why not follow us on social media? We're at Spooky underscore Tuesday on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And we're Spooky Tuesday pod on Tumblr and Facebook. And we're Spooky Tuesday on Letterboxd. Lots of options. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. Bye, Spookies.
Look at me, guys. Look at me. Look at me. I love you. I love you. Spooky Tuesday was created by Monica Height, Sydney Thompson, and Chelsea Duff, and edited by Sydney Thompson. Our gorgeously spooky tunes are all thanks to Tamara Simons, who you can follow on Instagram at Captain Tamara. And our podcast art is by Mary Murphy, who you can find on Instagram at the underscore moon underscore OMG.